0: Hi, I'm Emma and I'm Maddie and this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow and own their brand. Today, we're breaking down four main strategies to help you grow on Instagram. Usually, people look for quick tactics to grow on the app, but we're going in depth to help you understand what helps you build your community on Instagram. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day and the question of the day is: What's one content-related or Instagram-related thing you're proud of?
1: So this is take two because I messed up the audio at the beginning. But I, Emma, and I talked about this a little bit. I just did a uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl photo shoot with Sam, and it is like I—we haven't even gotten the photos back yet, but it is for sure one of my all-time favorite photo shoots that we've done. Like I am so excited to see it. Dude, I just it's it's incredible. It was so embarrassing like just walking around in a shark boy and lava girl costume around the brand new and newly opened Northgate Transit Center. Like it was literally the day it opened. It was so busy. So it was really uncomfortable. Someone asked us if we were taking engagement photos and I was like, "What?" Like th- th- I, I know there are some people like who are really into cosplay who I'm sure would do that for their engagement photos. I just thought that was like so random that that was like the first thing they jumped to when they saw that. When
0: it's like it's Halloween.
1: Like literally Halloween right. is this month.
0: So. Why? But I okay. mean, we're,
1: we're, maybe they saw my ring, but I, I have a Anyway, it was really funny. We got lots of questions. I'm pretty sure lots of videos. So I'm sure this will end up somewhere. But I'm very excited. I feel like those are going to turn out
0: so cool. Um, Okay. So one thing for me, I'm really excited that we shot all our Halloween costumes ahead of time. Yes, Um, I'm very excited for like the TikTok content that we've already created. And then um, just to share those blog posts. Um, So Maddie and I did like a ton of selkie inspired halloween costumes like the bff ones so um, so cute yeah i know i'm like very excited princess tiana princess charlotte's probably one of my favorite ones that we've done and you guys will hopefully by the time this airs you've already seen it go live um on instagram um but yeah very excited that we we already shot our halloween costumes and we are ahead of schedule
1: we're doing it you guys (laughs) So you guys will have to let us know something that you are proud of on our Instagram or Facebook page. Hit us up there. We like to see you there. And also, we just love, I just want to like shout out like our Facebook community really fast because it's growing so quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm approving new member requests like every single day. So if you guys haven't joined already, you absolutely should. And with that, let's get started with our episode. So with over 1 billion users on Instagram, it can absolutely feel daunting and overwhelming to to figure out how to establish and grow your brand on Instagram today, but the truth is it really isn't too late to start or build your Instagram. We're here to tell you that it is 100% still possible to grow your Instagram audience in 2021, and we're going to walk you guys through a few strategies here today. One of the first ones is to establish brand clarity. If you're looking to establish your brand identity for the first time, here are four simple questions to ask yourself. Who are you? What's your mission statement? What are your content pillars or niches? And why should people follow you? So many creators struggle to answer these four questions, but these four questions are critical in establishing your brand identity. Building a following requires people to understand who you are and what you do in a few scrolls. And if people have to guess about what kind of content you create, your brand identity is unclear and they might not be motivated to follow because they don't know what they can expect from you. Like if I, like for instance, like recently Sam and I are like trying to cook more at home because like we are like, we don't cook like really at all. Like I feel like we do either take out or like make the same thing every day. So we're like really trying to kind of mix that up. And so I've been looking for kind of yummy recipes on TikTok. And those are all the people that I followed. I'm like, wait, these are great ideas. Like I don't want to have to actively seek this out. I want this to show up on my page because this is something I'm actively wanting. So I follow them because I know that they post recipes. If they post recipes and then the next day they are posting a TikTok dance I'm going to be confused why this person is showing up on my feed. So kind of that brand clarity and people understanding what they can get from you is huge. And our biggest tip for establishing that brand identity is to make sure that your brand's mission statement and content pillars and niches are reflected in most of your posts. So that kind of goes back to like what I said like if your like brand like doesn't have anything to do with like TikTok or like you know like with creation or like content creation in terms of like photos or you know what's trending on TikTok like for me that's why I think how I think some of those dances can link back to our content Mm -hmm. Emma and I's content because we're kind of posting about things that are trending and like different things that are going on so sometimes those like dances and stuff fit in though I will say I cannot dance but like we did post a really fun uh like thing on TikTok you guys
0: should go watch it it was like us it's the twinning best friends like sound right trending I mean by the time this have aired it probably is not trending anymore but right now it is (laughs) and it was so
1: fun it was so cute but like see that is like related because we post regularly about things that are trending and like things to help content creators whereas again if you're posting about different food and different recipes that might not make as much sense. Maybe if there was like a trend in the food industry where you were doing something like with a sound, that would make sense. But otherwise, like, you know, just kind of try to relate that back to your content pillars.
0: And that's why we say our, our tip here, right, is that your brain identity should be reflected in most of your content. So you can still share life updates or personal stuff going on if that's something you feel inspired to do. But for the most part, As people scroll on your page, they should be able to tell like what type of content you create, like what content pillars or what your content buckets are, and there's not this guessing game. Mm -hmm. So our second strategy to help you grow on Instagram is to cultivate an engaged community. Building an engaged community is about creating relevant content for your audience, as well as taking the time to develop relationships with your audience. When you produce relevant content, that means you're creating photos, video stories, etc. that's aligned with your audience's needs, motivations, questions, and pain points. And when your audience starts to see that you're creating content that helps them, inspires them, or entertains them somehow, you start to build that relationship with your community and your community starts to expect that type of content from you. One tactic in building a relationship with your audience is to ask questions in your captions, Instagram stories, and reels. I feel like asking kind of an open-ended question is just a great way to understand and learn who your community is, like what members of your, who your, the members of your community are, and it gives you an opportunity to further the conversation beyond just posting a caption. Aside from creating content that your community is interested in, we also recommend taking the time to develop relationships with your audience like we just previously mentioned. This can be as simple as commenting back on their photos with thoughtful responses, meeting up with a few members of your audience in real life for coffee. I know the world's starting to meet to open up again and this is something that people are are doing again and also just answering, you know, questions on your blog post, your YouTube or your podcast.
1: And the third strategy to help you build your Instagram following in 2021 is to post content consistently across the Instagram features. So one thing that you should consider for your Instagram strategy is to utilize Instagram's diverse features like IGTVs, Reels, in-feed posts, the shop tab, Instagram stories. We know that can be overwhelming with how many features and capabilities that Instagram has, but if you are able to take advantage of at least some of these features, you can definitely diversify the kind of people that are going to be able to see your content. And you'll find various recommendations online about how many Reels, IGTVs and in-feed posts that you should be sharing each week. Like we've even talked about the Instagram post on their blog where they shared what they recommend. But our biggest tip is basically to figure out what a consistent posting schedule looks like for you, and then from there determine which features are going to align with your brand and the content pillars. So you don't have to post like you, you don't have to post on every single like Instagram feature. You don't have to use all of the features that are available to you, but figure out. Which ones align most with your content pillars? If you constantly talk about, you know, food, again, maybe Reels might be a great resource because you could create videos of you actually making the food. Or if you talk about cool places, Reels again, IGTV could be a really great one if you're doing different reviews of cities and it's more visual. Or maybe an Instagram guide is going to be a better fit. Really just think about your pillars and what is going to, which platform is going to represent your pillars the best and get the kind of content across that you want to. So we recommend just starting out with one feature and slowly adding them as you get comfortable on the app. Don't feel like you have to do it all at once. like That's going to be way too overwhelming. So take it one step at a time. You got this, but definitely start trialing out some of the other Instagram features.
0: And I think why it's important to post, again, consistently, depending on what your schedule is, right? Why it's important to test out and create content on the different features is that some people only consume story content some people only consume reels content and some people only consume in feed content and if they miss your piece of content in feed maybe you know being able to show the behind the scenes on reels or in stories is another way that you're Um, audience can feel connected to you or see your um, see your content. And so that's why it's important to just try different things out. I've literally seen people scroll on Instagram, where they're only looking at stories.
1: Yeah, I honestly and I'll do that sometimes, too, when I'm like kind of I literally just like scroll through stories and a lot of the people like that, I'll, you know, I'll post something on my stories about something that's happened in my life and then it'll end up in my feed. And then people are like, wait, whoa, what happened? Because they didn't see my story and vice versa for stories. I'll post something, you know, that I had posted previously and people will message me like, how did you edit this? How did you do this? Like and those aren't questions that were posed in feed because different people are consuming different types of content. And I think the thing with this piece too, is that you can post consistently across Instagram features, without it being too overwhelming again starting slowly and starting with one feature and adding them on I think will be a big help and also taking a piece of content and figuring out how you can repurpose that to those different channels across Instagram rather than recreating it entirely like if you write like a really cool caption in one of your Instagram in feed photos that could be a really simple reel of you posting like to text on the page like literally like that simple like just a video of your face it you posting like different pieces of your caption or if you want to create like a Canva template like Emma does this a lot and it works really well where you create a Canva template based off of the your caption or something in your blog post like a summary of it and then you put that in your stories so you're not reinventing the wheel every single time you're figuring out you know what is going to be the best way to include like this content across the different parts of Instagram.
0: Yeah, I think that's like so important to remember. And you actually gave like a real life example of like what I do. Like if I'm sharing three tips inside the caption one thing I've been testing and I'm sure you guys have seen this is I create literally create Canva graphics with it to include in feed and then I'll take those Canva graphics and I'll share them in stories just in case again if someone missed the in feed post you can still get the tips on stories that is like killing two birds with one stone I know by creating a Canva Canva graphic Sometimes people will scroll and consume the carousel post first and if see that and if they see tips that resonate with them, they'll probably hopefully feel inspired to read the rest of the caption. And I also know that some people will just read the caption first and then if they want then they actually scroll in the photo and then they look at like the high level, you know, points that they want to take away. So. I'm creating these graphics you guys and using it for multiple things I probably can get creative and use that for reels again like what Maddie said I could just turn that caption into me pointing at the screen and just breaking down the tips um, with text that change over you know every three seconds or whatever that looks like so definitely don't feel like if you're expanding features it doesn't mean you're doing more work sometimes it's just about working smarter not harder. The last strategy we want to talk about today is relatability. One thing you-ish influencers or brands miss when they're starting their Instagram channel is that people are on social media to connect. There are real human beings behind that Instagram photo and profile, and people want to feel connected. People want to know that they can relate to you in some way, and people will follow and join your community if they feel like they can relate to you. So if you're looking for ways to relate to your audience, I recommend leaning into personal storytelling And you guys, you don't have to tell your whole life story online, but you can choose personal stories that align with your brand and content pillars. So for example, if you're a fashion and beauty blogger, you can focus on relatability by incorporating personal stories like what inspired you, what inspired your interest in fashion and beauty? Why did you finally decide to start your channel here? What fears did you face when you started getting into fashion and beauty? And how has fashion and your beauty interests and passions grown and evolved over the last few years? So, one thing to keep in mind again, right? We're not asking you to tell your deepest, darkest secrets, but it's important to remember that people are interested in learning why you did start, right? Origin stories is something everybody enjoys and reads into. I mean, people like to see how celebrities, or movie stars, or writers and authors got their start. And the great thing is, especially with Instagram, right? Like you have the opportunity and that power to tell your narrative and like how you got started. And- I know there's a question about there about talking about your fears. Again, like if you started, chances are you probably encountered some level of fear or judgment at some point before you started your channel. And that's something that people can also really relate to, right? Starting to just get into fashion and beauty, like those are really intimidating things. And I know that's something that potential audience members could also relate to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And something that like, I mean, even though self-care is one of my content pillars, I still like, you know, like, even without that being one of my content pillars, I've talked like pretty regularly about, you know, when I don't have like post consistency and like why that is just being like, you know what? I've been overwhelmed. And like people appreciate that like realness and like that, you know, kind of just like relating to people on a level and just say, honestly, I've been stressed. And I feel like when I see other creators post that, I'm like, okay, thank God I'm not alone. Like I'm not the only creator who like feels burnt out and like not really inspired to create content right now. Like that feeling is like a really like, like, it literally is like human instinct to be able to like relate and like converse with one another and have like a level of understanding. So that is something that I always like really love to share. And even if I, again, didn't have self-care that would still link back to my pillars and just like, you can also just like post about your you know like have those real conversations I think like if anything the last few years has taught us is like we need to have like open and real conversations and I that is absolutely okay no matter what your content pillars are so I think being able to incorporate that realness and that relatability into your content will also make you like not only will you be sharing those stories but you'll also get stories back yeah like people will like dm you and it builds like relationships and i've had so many people like dm me and say thank you for like sharing this like this was like really cool. and then we'll open up like a whole conversation they'll say you know like i was feeling kind of similar like and then i'll say oh my gosh yes i've been so stressed i've been so overwhelmed like you know, I'm so glad somebody else understands like, and it just starts a conversation and you start to build friendships and relationships through social media by being vulnerable. And I know we've talked about this before too, but like, yeah. People can go like there are all sorts of levels. It's really just based on your comfort. Like don't mm-hmm. feel like you need to share everything. But like, yeah, I love the kind of questions that Emma posed, like what inspired your interest, things like that, because that does give you a level of like relatability, even if you're not like one of those people who wants to like take a picture of you crying and post it on Instagram. You don't have to do that, but you can still share you know, pieces of your life. And I think everyone has a level of comfortability of what they're willing to share.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, right. Again, you can, it's all up for interpretation, right? Some people, people post morning routines because people really relate to morning routines. Yeah. Right. Like people are still actively trying to figure out like what works for me in the morning. Should I wake up a half an hour earlier? Should I journal? Should I really, you know, schedule no meetings? And, and, And so like that's, some people like that might be a really intimate thing. And then for other people's, it's like, no, this is like something that I want to talk about. It's how I talk about productivity tips and how you organize yourself. It all just kind of ties back and just being reflective and introspective will help you figure out like what topics you will feel comfortable, again, kind of sharing other aspects in your life and building that relatability piece
1: and before we wrap up today's episode we wanted to leave you guys with one bonus tip which is to optimize your profile for search so one big reason that we say to put your content pillars and your mission statement in your bio like i think we've hit this home like multiple times <laughs> like, every episode we, we talk about every episode. all the time put it in your bio it is so, like you don't have to like lay out my content pillars are but like just include them somehow like look at emma's and i's for an example even like the content Creators podcast like we have all of our stuff in there and those are examples if you guys want to check it out but just having those in your bio is so helpful because it should help you optimize your profile for search. So if you're a Seattle foodie, food is like a like popular topic of this podcast. I, know. I feel like I brought up food like a lot because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's why that came up in the first place. But if you're a Seattle foodie and you want people to find you as a Seattle foodie, or you're hoping to rank for a search term like Seattle food or Seattle foodie, include that in your bio. Like we, like I have Seattle blogger, you have Seattle
0: content creator, Seattle
1: content creator. So it's like, if you like, if especially brands even are trying to find you, and you're not even looking to just attract like new followers, if you're looking for brands, like think about it, you guys, they aren't likely aren't in your area. Sometimes they are in your area, but sometimes they're not. And they're looking for Seattle area influencers or like Dallas area infl- or whatever area you're in. And that's literally how you're they'll start, start to build yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like I think Amanda gave some really great insight on an episode that we did a few episodes ago. Um, where was it? I guess this will come out right after that one two weeks two weeks after mm-hmm. anyways my brain is not functioning mm-hmm. but yeah so the w- episode that we did with amanda from edelman i think she talked about this in like a really helpful way just kind of understanding how to get it on brands radar mm-hmm. but even just again attracting new followers this is a great way to do it and the field name in your instagram bio and your instagram uh just in j- like your
0: actual name, bio yeah mm-hmm.
1: are both searchable so make sure to keep that in mind when you're writing those and remember you can always experiment like i've Done things where I've written it for you know like a quarter, like and then I've tested it out for that quarter so three months just to see how it went. And or sorry, four months, three months, three months. I don't know why I said. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like would you test that out for three months, see how it goes, and then maybe change it, adjust it, and kind of see how that affects your analytics. Because I feel like analytics and data are like way more a part of our job than people think.
0: (laughs) And also, like I don't think people realize that like. I think I am aware of this because I mean like in my graduate program we talk about we talk about optimizing for search and how every every social media platform has their own way they optimize for search but the biggest ways that they start in categorizing your profile is what you put in those fields your name and in your, and in your bio so if you want to rank and you want to be discovered as a fashion and beauty creator that needs to be in your bio. If you want to rank and be discovered as a local Washington travel blogger, then that should be in your bio, right? And yeah. you guys can test this out yourselves. If you log on to Instagram, click on search, write in your location and creator or whatever you wanna rank for, you'll get to see who comes up. Uh, Maddie mentioned this, I want brands to know I'm a Seattle creator, therefore it's called out. And if you type in Seattle content creator, I should come up, hopefully, right? That's the intention. So these are just like little things that you can do to help improve searchability um and and also
1: using those in your hashtags honestly yeah like using Seattle like sprinkling Seattle blogger in your hashtags every once in a while and like just kind of sprinkling that around and like just kind of use like bringing that up can also be helpful but like calling it out immediately in your bio is the easiest and most streamlined way for people to do that because yeah if I live in Seattle and I want to find like cool food spots I'm going to follow Seattle Seattle foodie foodies like I'm not going to follow you know some random other city I'm not planning on visiting anytime soon you know
0: yeah so hopefully those tips and those strategies were helpful today you guys thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast episode please remember to rate review and recommend the podcast to a friend we're always so excited when we get new listeners who come on and comment and say that they listen to our latest episode or they learned something new if this podcast um, was helpful for you today, share it with us on Instagram. We love seeing that you guys are listening and we love reposting and resharing that. And if we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you can find us at MS Edition, at madcrate and at the content creatives podcast. Sign up for our weekly new email newsletter and join our Facebook group and we'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye.